This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, December 19th, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. International comparisons are painting a poor picture of student performance in the United States, but parents across the country would insist that while the rest of the school systems are poor, the schools that their kids attend are doing just fine. Andrew Colson, the director of the Cato's Center for Educational Freedom, suggests that parents should pay closer attention to how American kids stack up against kids from around the globe. Well, there were two different international studies released. Uh, the first was PEARLS, which is a, an acronym, uh, I'll spare you, uh, a test of literacy among fourth grade students. And on the PEARLS test, the United States score in absolute terms declined, but by a statistically insignificant amount, just two points, uh, between 2001 and 2006, uh, the last two times it was administered. And the other test that was released uh, just this week is called PISA, the Program on International Student Assessment. And PISA tests 15-year-olds in science, mathematics, and reading. And the results in PISA are uh, even more troubling than those in PEARLS. Uh, In the PISA test, we actually suffered a significant, statistically significant decline in mathematics achievement uh, between 2003 and 2006. And we either had uh, insignificant or possibly significant declines in science and reading. As a result of these declines in our actual performance relative to our earlier performance, we've also fallen in the rankings. Uh, So for instance, in math back in 2000, we were 18th out of 27 countries. Uh, Today, we're 25th out of 30 countries. And that's uh, among our 15-year-olds. And then in science, in 2000, we were 14th out of 27 countries and very close to the international average. Well, now we are 21st out of 30 countries. And in fact, we suffered the fourth biggest drop in our scores of any of the participating countries over that six-year period. Um, So it's really not an encouraging set of results for the U.S., Now, there's a common argument that people make when you're doing country-to-country comparisons that these comparisons aren't really, don't really work very well if you get, go move upward in grades because other countries are better at sort of sorting students into career tracks at a younger age than the United States. Yeah, you're you're right. You do hear that um, defense, that excuse, uh, relatively often, and it does apply to some countries. The most notable one is Germany, that has quite a bit of tracking of students into different streams, and not every student in every stream is tested. Uh, but if you look at the results of these tests overall, you find that there isn't a lot of correlation between the countries that do this extensive tracking of students into different streams and the countries that don't. And some of the countries that particularly trounce us internationally have very little in the way of tracking. Uh, our neighbors to the north, for instance, in Canada, most of the provinces do not have extensive tracking of students into different streams, and uh, they beat us handily in every subject at, uh, I think, every grade. The other thing that I wanted to point out is that from a policy standpoint, there's a huge significance to these results because they give us uh, what you might think of as an external audit on our performance uh, and on the success of the most high-profile education legislation in the country, the No Child Left Behind Act. Uh, It was passed by Congress in late 2001 and brought in in 2002, and it's intended to reduce the gaps in achievement between different uh, 
uh, groups of students, students uh, African-American versus white, Hispanic versus white, rich versus poor. And it's also intended to raise overall achievement in math and reading. But if you look at the PISA and the PEARLS results, you don't see any of that. Uh, PEARLS tests fourth graders, and we had an insignificant decline in reading over the course of No Child Left Behind's life so far. And if you look at mathematics, you see an actual decline in achievement under NCLB. Uh, you furthermore don't find any evidence for a shrinking of the gaps. There isn't a lot of data presented in these studies, but you can see uh, statistically, uh, or sorry, you can you can see sorry breakdowns by groups in science between 2000 and 2006, and the difference in the gaps has gone in no particular direction. I think there was a 13 point decrease in the gap between Hispanic students and whites, but there was a 14-point increase in the gap between African Americans and whites. So this really doesn't suggest that NCLB is doing anything in particular. We have these random changes, one up, one down. Uh, there's nothing in the law that would uh, favor uh, the achievement of Hispanic students and hurt the achievement of African American students in particular. So it really doesn't look like the NCLB is having any effect on the gaps whatsoever. Given that, you have to ask. We've spent probably on the order of $100 billion over the life of the NCLB just on its new accountability provisions, just on the core of what people talk about when they're talking about No Child Left Behind. $100 billion, and we've seen no change in the gaps overall and either stagnation or decline in achievement. It seems like we're throwing a lot of money away on that program. What should parents take away from these international comparisons? I think the biggest thing for parents to be aware of is that what they think their children's performance is in their local schools is probably not an accurate reflection of how well their kids are performing on the international stage. When you ask parents how well their kids are doing, you ask them this all across the country in the U.S., they'll generally say, well, the U.S. performance overall is bad, but my school is good. Well, of course, that's an impossibility, right? Because if everyone's students were actually doing well, our country as a whole would be doing well, and it isn't. So test scores that you get and grades that you get from your local schools are probably much inflating the actual achievement that your kids are getting. And you should look to these international test results as a sort of uh, a test, a lie detector test for the grades that you're getting from your schools. Um, it's not possible for us all to be doing well in our local schools and doing so badly and declining at the national level. Andrew Colson is director of the Cato Institute's Center for Educational Freedom. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. Cato Weekly Video is a 10-minute segment taken from the best of Cato Institute events. It's available as a podcast at our website, cato.org.